This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Tuesday, June 7th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Ag calls foul and spat with A's. Subsidence to last centuries. House Ag members face primary challenges. Agriculture goes to bat with Oakland A's. The Port of Oakland is proposing to convert one of its terminals into a baseball stadium to serve as a new home for the Oakland Athletics. Now a state commission is greenlighting the development. According to California Citrus Mutual Agricultural Stakeholders last week, pleaded for the commission to maintain the terminal for priority use, arguing the port is already short on space for exports, and this change would only exacerbate the shipping crisis. USDA has been supporting the terminal as a critical staging area to alleviate the supply chain congestion. The farm groups charge the state is also developing long-term plans based on the slow growth the ag export market has experienced during the pandemic-related disruption. Study. Subsidence could last centuries. Stopping groundwater pumping in the San Joaquin Valley without recharging aquifers would allow the land to continue sinking for decades, even centuries. That's the takeaway from a new Stanford University study that combines various data sets to model future subsidence scenarios. The researchers point out that some groundwater sustainability plans assume that stabilizing water levels at the current low points would prevent further sinking. But geophysics professor Rosemary Knight calls such a thinking wrong since the valley's thick clays will continue to compact for years. She asserted that recharging aquifers must outpace withdrawals. Meanwhile, advocacy groups for protecting drinking water, farm workers and small farmers, partnered with UC Agriculture researchers to study impact of some of those groundwater plants. They admonished 14 local agencies for failing to engage appropriately with farmers from underserved communities or who lease their land and for not considering them when drafting proposals for water markets. An advocate for clean water action said small farmers have been largely ignored in the plans. The Community Alliance with Family Farmers is urging lawmakers to allocate $10 million in the state budget for outreach and engagement to those communities. On that note, the Water Commission has issued a set of recommendations for safeguarding vulnerable communities in water trading programs. House Agriculture members face primary challenges. Several members of the House Agriculture Committee are trying to stave off challengers today as seven states hold primaries. One of the most noteworthy races is California Representative David Valadeo. He's running against two GOP challengers, including Chris Mathis, an Army veteran and a ranch owner. He's attacking Valadeo for voting to impeach Donald Trump on January 21. The district leans Democratic, so Valadeo loss would make it even more difficult for the GOP to hold the seat. In South Dakota, GOP Representative Dusty Johnson is running against Kathy Howard, state legislator who's going after the two-term incumbent for voting to certify the 2020 presidential election results. By the way, former Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke is running in the GOP primary for Montana's 1st District seat. The state is gaining a House seat, and incumbent Representative Matt Rosendale is running in the new, more agricultural 2nd District. 
APHIS to evaluate impacts of high path program. The Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service will have to re-examine the way birds are euthanized after contracting high path avian influenza under a settlement with three animal protection groups, the Humane Society of the United States, Farm Sanctuary, and Mercy for Animals sued the agency in 2020, claiming APHIS had not adequately analyzed the environmental impacts of killing or burying millions of birds. The groups are hoping APHIS will take seriously a suggestion they made in 2015 that to condition identification for poultry growers on production in stocking density and shifting to cage-free, low-stocking density production. An environmental impact statement must be completed within about two and a half years, that according to the settlement between the groups and APHIS. Indo-Pacific Pact countries only need to sign up for one priority. Fiji is the latest country to sign up for the Biden administration's proposed Indo-Pacific Economic Framework, and the Sandy Archipelago Nation will now have to begin deciding which of the four pillars in the pact he wants to participate in? Just like the other 12 nations that have signed up, Fiji will be able to be an IPEF member, even if only wants to participate in one particular pillar. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai said yesterday, Now the four pillars are trade, decarbonization, supply chain, and anti-corruption. Tai, speaking at a webinar, hosted by the Washington International Trade Association, said she hopes that all of the IPEF preparatory work will be done by the end of the summer and separate negotiations on pillars can begin. USTR, IPEF still won't have tariff reduction deals at this time. There's been a lot of consternation in the ag sector about the Biden administration's decision not to include tariff reduction negotiations as a part of the IPEF. And Ty questioned about that during the Monday webinar. Why, Ty was asked, did the office of the USTR include the phrase at this time when specifying that tariff-cutting market access deals would not only be considered in IPEF? Did that mean they could be included later? In a response, Ty used the phrase again to answer, quote, I think it's just a fact that we do not have tariff cuts on the table at this time. U.S. Department of Agriculture offering WIC waivers to negate impacts of formula shortage. The Agriculture Department hopes to ease the impact of the infant formula shortage by waiving some requirements of the Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children, the WIC program. The department has already approved over 250 state WIC waiver requests after Abbott recalled powdered baby formula produced in its Sturgis, Michigan plant. The agency plans to waive more using authority recently granted it through the Access to Baby Formula Act, overwhelmingly passing the Senate on May 19th and then signed by President Biden two days later. Now take note, Abbott restarted formula production at that facility last week, but FDA Commissioner Robert Califf has warned it could take at least two months to replenish supplies of the infant formula. Here's today's She Said It. We are the place of creativity, of problem solving, and building for a better tomorrow. That CDFA Secretary Karen Roth celebrating the grand opening of a new Ag Innovation Center in Kern County yesterday. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Tuesday, June 7th. 
For the latest news on Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Allen.